He remembers very, very vividly his mom gathering up the kids in the living room and saying, like, okay, we're going to be quiet because that thing's outside. Thanks for coming back to Bigfoot Society, your weekly cryptozoology-focused podcast where I talk to a different individual in the cryptozoology field, authors, researchers, artists, all sorts of people. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please uh, go ahead, subscribe to this uh, podcast and rate us five stars as it helps us get more into the podcast stratosphere and get uh, better guests on the show. Also, if you're on YouTube, do us a favor like this video and subscribe to this channel. It doesn't cost a thing and it helps us get out there into the YouTube stratosphere as well. Be sure to leave what your favorite part of the episode was in the comment. Back to another episode of the Bigfoot Society podcast. This week, I have the privilege of talking with John Hickenbottom, naturalist from Salt Fork State Park. This is an interesting conversation about what it's like to work and to educate in a place that is so heavily focused on Bigfoot. And the eye of the Bigfoot community is definitely on Salt Fork. John has such an interesting viewpoint, being an educator, a naturalist, and we go through his journey from not really being into Bigfoot to maybe it turning into something else for him. Uh, You'll enjoy this chat I had with John, so sit back, relax, as I talk with John Hickenbottom, naturalist at Salt Fork. State Park in beautiful wooded Ohio. I've got a new friend with me, John Hickenbottom. How's it going? It's going great. How about yourself? Oh man, it's it's doing good. I'm ready to hang out on uh, in the weekend and have a great holiday weekend. And uh, let's start out with uh, with doing a little a little background about about yourself, John. Okay. Because some people may say they may say, "Man, I I've heard the name, but I'm not quite sure where." Because you're in some articles, I think you've had maybe an interview or two. But um, once once people hear about your background, they'll be like, "Oh, I get it." Okay, so let's uh, let's see. John Hickenbottom is a naturalist and outdoors person with a lifelong interest in wildlife in the natural world. Born and raised in Southeast Ohio, John has worked for a number of agencies. As an educator and interpretive naturalist and is currently the naturalist at Salt Fork State Park in Ohio. His interest in Bigfoot was cultivated after years of listening to the stories park visitors had to tell him, had to tell about encounters and experiences they've had. While not a Bigfoot researcher per se, he considers himself a Bigfoot educator, which I think is very cool. He lives on a farm, awesome, with his wife and three children outside of Cambridge, Ohio. All right. Well, that that, my friend, is cool stuff. And I want to start out right off the bat. So bad. So what is uh, when you have to explain that you're a naturalist? How are you explaining that? Yeah. So um, I usually get the uh, well. So working for a state park, uh, a lot of people think that I'm a park ranger, which I'm not. I have no badge, no gun, no measurable authority. Um, So I. uh, as a naturalist, I'm kind of the um, I'm kind of the public interface uh, with park visitors, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so I do all of the 
biological surveys and stuff, but I also do all of the public education. So whether we're talking about like boating, canoeing, recreation, that sort of thing, or uh, wildflower hikes, I've got a wildflower hike coming up next week. Um, So things like that. Um, And normally, so my background is in reptiles and amphibians. I'm a snake guy. That was my background originally. Um, That's kind of why I got into this, uh, why I got into being a naturalist is to uh, teach people about snakes. You know, it gave me an excuse to go out and catch and play, you know, play with snakes and stuff. So, um, so, uh, so I got into that. I went to college for natural resources. I went to college here in Ohio. Um, And then I, uh, I kind of worked all over the state, um, you know, where, wherever work took me. And I, you know, that's interpretive naturalist. So that, that's kind of a confusing term. Uh, An interpreter is, um, you know, normally we think of interpreting language, uh, mm. but the way an interpreter works, at least in, in this context is, uh, we take complex ecological ideas or complex, you know, okay. um, co- different concepts out and, uh, to do with the natural world. And we break it down into sort of digestible pieces that the public can, uh, take home with them after they're done visiting the park on vacation, you know, okay. uh, that sort of thing. Um, so, I didn't, uh, I mean, I grew up here. I grew up about 12 miles from Salt Fork um, and hunted and fished in Salt Fork my whole life. Uh, so I kind of grew up with the whole grass man thing, um, uh, yeah. especially right right when it peaked. You know, I was in high school sort of when um, it was really gaining a lot of steam. Uh, but being local, it was, you know, I didn't really take it that seriously. You know what I mean? We were, we were, it was kind of a, joke, especially amongst the people that use the public land all the time. You know, if you hadn't seen something, you were, you sort of didn't take it seriously. You know, you know what I mean? You weren't Um, cool. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like we didn't really, we didn't, you know, uh, so when I, uh, when I got to Salt Fork, so I've I've kind of worked at Salt Fork in two different, um, capacities. I, uh, I'd started there in 2012 and, uh, worked 2012, 2013. And then left for another park and then transferred back to Salt Fork in 2016. Uh, when I was there the first time, um, I did two sort of, you know, it was just one summer. And then the next summer I did two kind of one-off Bigfoot programs. Uh, and it really was, it really was just playing to a crowd. You know, I figured I'll slap Bigfoot on this. People will show up and I can talk about, other stuff too. You're you know just pulling I mean? the seats. You're right. Like, yeah. That was, omen, then. I'll um, yeah. And that was kind of my plan. So I did these two right. one-off programs and then I left and actually the, the person that kind of was in between uh, my two, uh, you know, stents at Salt Fork um, started a Bigfoot hike. She, she kind of farmed it out okay. to other, to, she far, kind of farmed it out to the researchers that were in the area. So we sort of began hosting a Bigfoot hike. When I came back, I was like, Oh man, we could, you know, this, this is, Fine, they can do their thing. Uh, here's one thing that I kind of run into with all of this stuff. Uh, okay. I was really dismissive about the Bigfoot thing to begin with. Uh, so you're um, a believer. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, here's I'm getting to that. Uh, uh, this is yeah. one of those things where you're like not allowed to change your opinion ever. You know, mm-hmm. like that's sort of the thing where it's like I, you know, sue me. I changed my opinion like after you know. Um, I really I was like, wait, well, and you have to look at it from my perspective too. Like I, uh, you know, I went to school. I'm passionate. I was passionate about all of this stuff that I know, sure. you know, and, uh, I, I, I was at this beautiful 
park. I mean, Salt Park is the biggest park in Ohio, the biggest state park in Ohio. So I was at this beautiful park with all these beautiful resources. And then like 80% of the time I was talking about Bigfoot, you know what I mean? Uh, and I, I didn't, I never got an outlet to share all this stuff. So I was really dismissive at first. And it is, I tell everybody when they, when they point out, actually, I catch some stuff from, from some of the researchers out, uh, around our area where, where it's like, oh, you know, you used to hate us. And I'm like, I never hated you. I was just kind of dismissive. <laughs> you know, it was never a, I, I never, you know, I, I was just dismissive about it. And I changed my opinion. You know, what do you, what, like, I can change, you can There's change, your, you that. can change your mind, you know. Um, so I was really dismissive about it at first. And then, uh, cause I, I was, I was looking at it and the categories of people that I was, I was dealing with. Okay. Um, you know, you had like, you had people who were for the most part storytellers, you know what I mean? There, there was one, one demographic though. They were storytellers who, uh, maybe they led kind of a boring life and the Bigfoot thing sort of spiced it up. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you had people who maybe had a actual like psychotic episode and maybe the reality break there was not, yeah. you know, they yeah. were seeing some, but the people that I was, that I, that really started to sway me, uh, where I became much less dismissive were the people who had no skin in the Bigfoot game. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, that's what really started to sway me. Uh, and when I say sway, I don't mean, um, you know, I, I became like a knower, you know, mm-hmm. or a believer. Uh, and I, the, the whole thing, I'll kind of get to it. The whole, my, the whole concept of belief with this sort of thing. Um, yeah. I usually don't use the term believer, you know, um, because, well, I'll get to it. Um, but, you know, the people who had no skin in the Bigfoot game, the, the hunters and fishermen who okay. they saw something that altered their perception of reality. You know what I mean? They, they, they knew, they knew what was out in the woods until a specific day. And then now, you know, they, they're not sure, <laughs> you know, they're not sh- like, those were the people that interested me. And those stories kept coming up and coming up. Uh, also, I started looking at it a little differently. You know, I, I have to admit, uh, I had kind of a snooty attitude about it, you know, okay. uh, to begin with, because it was like, oh, come on, you know. Um, but then I started really thinking about it. I'm like, man, if you, I mean, I, I saw a bobcat probably in 2001. Uh, so I was like a kid. And uh, everyone dismissed that I saw a bobcat, you know. Now, a bobcat's not like a mountain lion. It's a little little cat. He's a little guy, yeah. Yeah, it's a little cat. But, you know, everyone dismissed that I saw this thing. Okay. And, uh, well, now, you fast forward to 2022, uh, our county last year had had more recorded sightings of bobcats than any other county. Oh, really? Wow. So chances are they've been here for that long. I just lucked into seeing one, you know. Mm. Um, And everybody, like, no one believed me. You know, uh, so I started thinking of it like that. And I, I it, one thing that kind of stuck with me was like, if you if you asked me to come out to your property and say, you know, I, I don't know, I think I've got bear. Or I think there's badger out here, but I don't know. I'd look around and I'd say, wow, there's so you have the habitat for it. So I'm going to go for a walk and see what evidence I can find. You know, there's definitely habitat. Mm-hmm. There's a few there's a field over there that has rodents and. There's plenty of woodlands and and things like that. And uh... we'll be right back. Hey, it's Pat Flynn here, host of the award-winning podcast, the Smart Passive Income Podcast, which was created to help you learn how to become an entrepreneur. And in the simplest way, too, you know, entrepreneurship can be very difficult. I like to simplify things. And I interview people like Josh Hall and Shane and Jocelyn Sams and Maria Fela 
Who are they? Well, they're people just like you, people who have taken action after listening to the show and have built a business that has changed their lives. And I'd love to share an episode with you that I think will inspire you to get started too. Check out the link in the description or go to smartpassiveincome.com slash 122 to get inspired, get what you need to get started and change your life. You got this and thank you. You know, I might go into the woods and oh, wow, you know, there are bear, bear prints, there are tracks. Okay. Uh, there's a little fur stuck to a tree, you know, so I might not lay eyes on a bear or on a badger or something, but I can go back and tell you like, yep, you, you got them, you know, they're on your property. And that <laughs> works, that works for basically everything but the Bigfoot, thing. <laughs> you know, okay. like when you're, when you're on like the snooty attitude side of it, it's like, well, you know all of the evidence, uh, you know, what, where's the body, that sort of thing. Oh, well, sure. it's like, you know, yeah. well, when you have people who are collecting all this different evidence, it's like, hmm, you know, there's gotta be something, something to that. Right. You know, you've got all this, like, and what I tell people at the park all the time is like, uh, we have a really good, a uh, really good print. Maybe I'll send you a picture of it. Oh, yeah. Um, that I, I didn't collect it or anything. This was collected, I think in 2011. Okay. Um, but uh, it's one of those things where people look at it, uh, look at the replica that I have at the nature center and they'll say, is this real? And I'm like, well, so I can tell you it's not fake or, or we didn't oh. fake it. I said, we can, oh. we didn't fake it. I said, so it's one of two options. It's either yeah. it, it is real or it is faked and we don't know. It. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I wasn't there, you know, and I can't like without a shadow of a doubt tell you like, no, no one. Absolutely. But it was collected. Wow. I sort of trust the people who found it. So it's something, you know what I mean? Now that's not me saying like, it's, it's out there. That's what I'm, it's like a lot of this stuff, you know, and I've seen footprints, you know, I've seen the blob footprints that people will take plaster casts of. And it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And you're you like, know, I don't know. Yeah. And like, like, Oh, it's interesting. I guess it kind of has a, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. really it could just sort of be where some snow melted in a way, weird way and sort of end into the ground. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Or bears do this interesting thing where their, their foot, the footprint of their front paw will be obscured by the footprint of their back paw and it'll make this 14 or 15 inch bear print you know um and we do have bears they're not it's not like the smokies or anything where they're hanging out downtown but we do have them around you know they're relatively reclusive so i've seen i've seen footprints like that but then there are other ones where i'm like well it's either faked or it's not that's like you know like i don't know how to explain it other than that uh now i mentioned that i don't really use the term believer because it's right um and, and not that I'm not to bash any of the paranormal stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, but like, because I'm comfortable with the nuts and bolts, you know, flesh and blood, uh, animal, you know, relic hominoid sort of theory, you know what I mean? Hypothesis. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I deal with animals every day, you know what I mean? I deal with the natural world every day. Uh, so that's that's sort of in my wheelhouse. Like this thing eats, you know, sleeps, mates needs to have shelter, needs to have food, that sort of thing, you know? Uh, So I'm kind of going with what I know when it comes to this stuff. And the idea of like belief to me, the connotations are sort of, you know, you like science doesn't really function on belief. You know what I mean? Like it it doesn't, science is no matter whether you believe or not, you know? Uh, And I think 2020 (laughs) showed us that. It's like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Like, you know, science is no matter if you believe or not, you know? Uh, so experiencing things 
that's, you know, we have five senses, so you can experience a lot of things, you know, and be empirical about it. So I don't, I don't usually run into the belief thing. Like I'm healthily, I'm, I'm like a healthy skeptic, uh, but I've lost so much of the cynical uh, side of that, you know, so like now so much of that, I've talked to so many people and this has sort of evolved into something that I, I really wasn't prepared for when I kind of dip yeah. my toes into it yeah. that I've lost all, like I'm skeptical, but on the side of, uh, you know, this is, there's something to this. Um, and I don't know what it is, you know, mm. and I'd like to keep an open mind about it. Uh, now, um, you know, getting into my like personal beliefs and stuff, I totally okay. think it could happen, you know? Uh, well, and that kind of depends on the day that you talk to me. Like some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, a hundred percent, you could hide a mammoth yep. out here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, cause it's so thick and rugged and everything out here. I mean, just on our place, we've got 20 acres and just in our place, like there's so many places, you know, yeah, out here. Uh, and, um, you know, and then other days I wake up and I'm like, ah, man, I just don't, I just don't know. I don't know how I, you know, feel about it. Uh, but I, the way I've always looked at it, like in my capacity uh, as naturalist and as an educate, you know, I'm, we're kind of the education arm of the ODNR. You know, that's kind of my job is as like the educational arm. And there's lots of us all over the state and we all use the resources that are around us. You know, mm. uh, I'm not going to do a program about a lighthouse because I don't have a lighthouse. Right. In my, you know what I mean? Exactly. It wouldn't um, make sense. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. So, um, so, you know, my beliefs aside, um, the reason why I say the educator thing is because, I mean, this is something that I would, you know, we, we can't, like, I can't really in good conscience ignore it at the park. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I've got people talking, telling me things all the time, you know, here, like I heard like this, that. you know, uh, so it would be, you know, I would not be doing a good, uh, it would be doing a disservice to the public if I didn't, you know, embrace this. Uh, and yeah. I'm treating it like I would treat anything else. You know what I mean? Anything else that I'm educating on, uh, whether I'm doing a canoe program or a, a program about raccoons or a program, you know what I mean? That's how I I'm treated. That's how I treat these things. Mm. Um, so I, I don't, I spend so much more time out in the woods looking for salamanders and, and things like that than I, than I do looking for Bigfoot, you know? Yep. Uh, that's why I, and I hate to say that because like, I really try to get out uh, and do things. And our, our researchers uh, around here are, are so great and so welcoming. Uh, and I go out with them whenever possible, but, you know, um, I spend so much more time out looking for, you know, snakes and salamanders and stuff than I do. But uh, that's why I always say I'm not really a researcher. I mean, I do a lot of, of I mean, probably 90% of what I read now is Bigfoot stuff <laughs> at, the, at this point, because that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at, you know, this, uh, the, this has kind of grown into something. And so I'm trying to keep up on everything. And I listen to, you know, your, your podcast and a, Thank you. quite a few, quite a few other yeah. podcasts on the subject. So I, uh, and it has changed my mind mm. about what I personally think, you know, uh, but embracing it as an, from an educational standpoint is also really, really great. Um, what I always tell people is like, you know, I can, my wildflower hike, I will be, it will be a good year if I get 40 people, you okay. know, to, to show up for it. Uh, that'll be like a, you know, excellent year, uh, 40 people to a wildflower hike. Uh, night hikes are always popular. You know, I can go out and call owls and stuff. They're always, 
really popular, but mm. you know, um, in this job, uh, if I do a moth program or even a salamander program, right. you know, yep. um, I'm going to get salamander people. I'm going to get moth people, Sure, you know, um, and you're, you're kind of, it's the, kind of the lowest impact of, uh, education you can do because you're, you're, you're like literally preaching to the choir, you know, it's sort of like the lowest impact that I can have. But if we do a Bigfoot, uh, program at the park, okay, they're, the demographic is so diverse that wow. there is no demographic. <laughs> I mean, it's like everyone. it's literally everyone comes wow. to it. I mean, when we, uh, because of COVID and stuff, um, we didn't do any programming during 2020 okay. uh, at yep. all. No public programming. Uh, so it was all virtual and I'll kind of touch on that here in a, here in a bit. Cause that's sort of what snowballed into all this stuff, uh, the virtual side of things. But um, June, 2021, uh, the first Bigfoot hike we had, we had 300 people show up to it. No, over 300 people. Three yeah. I mean, wow. so I, had to, I mean, I had to call, I had to call our LE guys like to do traffic, you know, cause oh the parking lot goodness. was full. Um, I've never had to do that for, you know, a oh, bug program. Man. Um, yeah. so, uh, so that's, that's, that's not just Bigfoot people. Of course, Bigfoot researchers and stuff show up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a great, place to exchange ideas on the subject, you know? Oh yeah. But I also get, you know, I got the frat boys who were down here for a, a weekend and kind really? of going, and then like oh. family families who were like, Oh, there's a yeah. Bigfoot thing. That's the we this is the show with the tall guy on it. We does the you know yeah, and like yeah. they like they uh yeah right you know they and they'll come come to it and then we get like people the, the thing that fascinates me is people will come to it and they'll say like we saw this and I've never told anybody about this, but you guys are oh, doing this program yes. and they'll, they'll share some story. Uh, so it's really interesting. But on the flip side of that, uh, the, the sort of non Bigfoot side of it, I can also shoehorn so much education on the natural oh, world sweet. into something like that. You know, if we're looking at it like it is a flesh and blood animal, mm-hmm. uh, then it has to conform to all the laws of like ecology and nature. You know what I mean? And so all of those principles apply to coyotes and owls and everything else. You know, uh, the trail that we do these hikes on generally, uh, it's pretty cool. It's a trail we find like glow in the dark fungus on, uh, oh, cool. which is pretty, yeah. pretty cool, you know? Um, but so it's kind of a two sided thing. Now I used to not be very involved, uh, in the big, like I said, I was kind of dismissive about it and I've, I've totally changed my opinion on that. Uh, on on the whole subject. Um, And what sort of happened uh, was a multiple, it was multiple things. So I got a couple of years working with the researchers under my belt. You know, I talked to these guys. uh, I talked to people who, you know, I go home at night and I'm like, man, I just don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about this person's story. You know, this person told me this story and it just seems like if they saw an upright bear, it wouldn't have like shaken them so bad, you know, you like, so I, I, I got all these stories that I'd hear over the summer and then I'd work with the researchers. So, um, we started doing, uh, well, not having any programming during 2020, I think it was October, 2020. Uh, I was asked to do a, like a webinar because everybody went virtual, you know, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, so it was kind of part of our Halloween series. You know, I was asked to do a webinar on Bigfoot 
uh, in the area. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll totally do it. I got good resources. I'll talk to the researchers um, and uh, and I'll put something I'll put something together uh, that'll that'll um, really, you know, hopefully help like people enjoy it, you know. And I uh, so I um, I put together this. I, I kind of I wanted to take a telescopic approach. So start big and funnel down to like right in our backyard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like right here in the salt. So I sort of, I sort of took like, Oh, here's a, you know, here are some like big, you know, bipedal animals and folklore from all around the world, you nice. know, kind of nice. glazed over it. Um, you know, tried to touch on stuff, brought it down to North America, you know, talked about Patty. Uh, I will say that the, the, everyone always asks how much kickback I get, like what, what sort of, you know, fallout being like the Bigfoot naturalist uh, has like the, the, one. The, yeah. the most, uh, the most kickback I've ever got from it has been, uh, I was talking like really fast, you know, I was excited and I'm talking yeah. to the camera really fast by myself. I can't, I, I, the platform that we used at the time, I couldn't like interact with anyone. We had someone else remotely interacting with the people in the chat. Oh, so I'm like, I'm like talk, talking real fast and I mixed up, Patterson and Gimlin. Oh, and, and I said one was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just an accident, just slipped up and, uh, you know, mixed them up. And that's the kickback that's people still bring it up. All over. People it. still bring it up. You know, uh, yeah. Um, right. But anyway, so I did that, got it, you know, got it right down to salt fork, everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it it was so popular, you know. It was so people loved it and people mm-hmm. started coming to me to, to, to talk about this stuff, you know? Um, so I did an, I did another series. I did like a four part series uh, that yeah. spring, you know, and that those were incredibly popular and those, like I, I researched them much more thoroughly uh, as best I could, you know, there were little corrections here and there, but you always get, I mean, you know, you, you always get missed things. Uh, but I, I researched them much more th- thoroughly. I mean, to the point where I told my wife at one point, I was like, man, I think if you turned out the lights right now, the Patterson Gimlin film would, would project <laughs> out of my eyes onto the wall, you know, uh, that was, it yeah. was like, that's, that's how it was, you know, and I'm kind of still there. Uh, and some interesting things happened. Um, you know, I, uh, I got in touch with a lot more researchers. Uh, we okay. were talking a little bit before the show, uh, started, uh, you know, I said I was my buddy, Micah, uh, yeah. it, this was an interesting thing. Uh, I got a public records request. First one I've ever had to deal with, Ooh, you know, that? uh, it's like a four year request, just, oh, you know, really? uh, but okay. I got it and, and my, I get, it got kind of kicked down to me and they're Ooh. like, this is a Bigfoot thing. Can you do you do what you want? You know, like you're look, the look guy, do what you do. And, uh, which is, which is kind of cool. You know, okay, like, yeah, like, I cool. was like, Oh, I'm like the X files. You know what I mean? Yeah, this you are. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, I'm, I read through it I'm like, all right, well, I said, I've got any email that I have is mostly like, Hey, Bigfoot hike still on for, you know, May, whatever, you know, okay. uh, nothing like nothing in depth. And then all my presentations that I'd done that spring. And then I read like, you know, the sign off and it was like, Oh my God. I'm like, I know that I know him. I listen to oh, his podcast. Cool. So I like, so I like cool. called him up, you know? Uh, and I got to know the, those, those guys that do the, uh, the, the guys that do the Sasquatch tracks yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast. I got to know yeah. them real well. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. A couple of them are coming up. Uh, 
nice. up here. To, they're actually going to help me at the cons, uh, the conference that's coming up. We've got the, the Ohio Big Four uh, conference yeah, yeah, coming yeah. up uh, on the 30th. So they're they're actually going to help me out with that, uh, yeah. help me staff the table and stuff. I got them set up as volunteers, you know. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it's and and uh, it's kind of fun because we we also talk about other stuff, too, you know, when right, we talk right. about. Um, but the uh, so I got to know them and I got to. I, I got to meet so many people in this, uh, so many people who like myself maybe weren't a hundred percent, you know, hand to hand had an experience mm-hmm. and I'll kind of get to my experiences. I don't have anything that's like a smoking gun, you know, I um, was gonna but, ask yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. People. And that's like the number one question that I get I'm sure. probably outside of like, where's the restroom at is, have you ever seen it? You know? <laughs> um, but, uh, so, you know, I talked to so many people about it. Um, and the, uh, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but yeah, the, the, um, the experiences and the, the number of things kind of, it turned into something else. Like this is sort of what I, this is sort of what I do now. And that's why I, I do the Bigfoot educator that's thing. Awesome. Cause it's like, if I were, you know, when I'm doing canoeing, I'm, I'm a watercraft educator, you know what right. I mean? When I'm doing, you know, uh, anything else. So this is a, the Bigfoot educator is kind of where it's at, you know? Um, and that, that like, uh, it's been really great. Um, there, there aren't as many, I don't know of any other communities that are quite as welcoming as like the Bigfoot community. I mean, infighting and stuff aside, like, that's why I haven't, that's why I haven't really joined any like groups. I I prefer to just not bother with the infighting, you know, uh, that's not what interests me. Like the politics of Bigfoot is not what interests me. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I'm more interested in the citizen science that's being mm-hmm. done because there is a lot of really good citizen science. Oh, there that's is. Being so done. You know, yeah. people are doing like people like Matt Pruitt, you know, those guys are doing such good actual scientific, you know, and using the scientific method kind of properly, not using mm-hmm. the scientific method to sort of, you know, there, there's like their confirmation uh, bias or any sort of like to validate any opinions that's that they true. have about it. You know what I mean? Like they're actually using, you know, uh, those guys like Shane Corson and the Olympic project, oh, those yeah. guys are doing the science okay. that they're at, like the science that they're doing is just great, you know? Uh, and, I, and I like that, um, you know, in, in this, like, I think it's start starting to gain some traction as far as just, if, if nothing else, people appreciating that they're doing science. And mm. the cool thing about science is sometimes you're proven wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, and so part of learning. Yeah. That's part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so if the, if it comes out that they're, you know, this is all for, for not, well, that's how science works. You know, yep. uh, what I always, what I also always say is like, it would be earth shatter, shattering for a minute. If, if, you know, if you went on a hike tomorrow and discovered a, a Bigfoot body and, and brought it to the Smithsonian, it would be earth. Sh- it would be here though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be earth shattering for a minute, but you know, yeah. three, three years, it would be another giraffe. If you think about a giraffe, oh, yeah. a, a giraffe looks yeah. like something that a third grader designed. You know what yeah. I mean? H- how much of an improbable animal is that? You know, it's got those that long neck, the kind of goofy horns on its head. You know, it bumbles it's around. It's weird. It's a weird it's a, one. But every kindergartner, perfectly comfortable with the existence of a giraffe mm-hmm. and doesn't care that much about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they might. There might be somebody that the giraffe is their animal. But you know what I mean? They don't think giraffe every day so you yeah. know three years it would be another giraffe you it's know so I mean? weird to think like yeah but, but right, you think yeah. about it. in a few years the yeah society it would, would be fine with it 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I look at it like any other animal, you know, the mm-hmm. ivory billed woodpecker. Uh, yeah. I've seen I've seen it vacillate from I just there's an article out like just this week saying yep. Yep. maybe it's not extinct. I think two years ago they came out and said probably extinct. You know what I mean? Um, so things like that happen, you know. Um, so I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, so that's all of that, the, the citizen science and all of that, that kind of changed my opinion on it. Now, as far as mm-hmm. my experiences, everyone always asks, have I ever seen a, uh, a Bigfoot? Of and course. I have not, okay. I have not. Uh, and part of the reason why I, uh, I go out and look for salamanders and snakes and stuff and s- instead of Bigfoot is because I always figure my chances are greater they, they probably him. are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seeing them if I'm not out actively looking for, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I always see way more deer when I'm not hunting, you know what I mean? Uh, all the time. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I always think, oh, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, ah, I keep an ear out for, you know, a twig breaking somewhere. Um, but I, I did have, and this was actually on, it was recorded for one of the webinars that I did. Okay. I, I had a tree knock. Now, oh, uh, and an unsolicited tree knock. Okay. <laughs> you know, not, not one that like, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I was actually in the middle of talking. I was, I was kind of rambling on about something. Uh, cause I, one of the webinars that I did, I wanted to do sort of a video, you know, a live feed, not really a live re- feed, but like a pre-recorded thing. So I went out and camped out, uh, called some owls, set up some trail yeah. cameras, you know, um, <clears throat> and pre-recorded this thing. So I had my camera set up or I had my iPad set up next to the, my campfire, you know, and I was talking about something, uh, you know, you can see my camp in the background and stuff. And uh, in the middle of me talking, you got that home run, like, you know, wow, uh, and it, it was, it sounded like it was, you know, 10, 15 yards into the woods. Uh, and I, I like froze and sort of just stared off into the woods for a few, you know, and I heard nothing else. Everything went quiet. But I mean, it was that. And I mean, I was and I was there like I could hear, you know, it was so clear that that pop, you know, mm. and uh, and I couldn't like I, I couldn't. It wasn't a woodpecker. It wasn't an acorn fall. You know, this was in March. So it wasn't yeah. like a walnut <laughs> falling out of a tree, you know. And I'm like, man, it's not even that cold. It wasn't ice popping, you know. Oh, God. Uh, and I'm like, I just don't know what that was. And I was so happy that I got it recorded, you know, Wow. Uh, and I, I showed it to researchers and I'm like, you know, this is what I got now. Smoking gun. No, you know what I mean? But I heard something uh, I heard um, actually before I did any of the, the webinars or, or anything like that, kind of right when I was getting into um, right when I was getting into some of the Bigfoot stuff mm-hmm. uh, more, you know, more involved and more active in the stuff. Um, I did have an ex- a little bit of an experience with my wife. Oh. Uh, we now this we were uh, we were actually out squirrel hunting because we were so we were dating at the time. And okay. uh, you know this is Appalachia, so that's how you date. You know, um, sounds awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Um, so uh, so I I took her out um, and we heard this this sort of growly howl that sort of mm-hmm. echoed through the woods. You know, okay. and this was in the wildlife area around Salt Fork. Okay. Uh, and she asked me, I was like, and she's like, what is that? And I'm like, I, I don't know, but we oh, got to be quiet because we're, we're, you know, we're hunting and stuff, you know? So we got into the car and she was like YouTubing things on the way home, you know, is it a coyote sound? What yeah. is it? 
And I said, hey, just for fun, I said, listen to the Ohio How. Oh. And I said, Google, you know, YouTube the Ohio How and just listen to that, whatever the soundbite is. And she was like, oh, that sounds a lot like it. What, what it? And I said, well, that's that's <laughs> like, you know, that's an alleged Bigfoot vocalization that was recorded here in Ohio. And I said, it's, and it's been recorded other places. So now it's kind of generically called the Ohio How, you know, and Ohio How, you know, and I like, you know, I, I told her, I said, I, I don't know, you know, is it, is it like, what did we hear? Wasn't a coyote. I'm pretty good at animal noises, you know, um, and, and that one puzzled me. Uh, now I've never had anything just pop out of the woods and, you know, scare me. I've never had uh, anything weird. Uh, everyone has those moments when there's, you know, everyone has those moments when there's like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, uh, right. you know, so I've had plenty of those where I'm like, ah, man, I just don't, you know, I'm not feeling as, I'm not feeling good. You know, yeah. I just don't feel, uh, I've had plenty of those, you know, um, but I, I think, uh, I, I think you, uh, it, it's like with anything, you have to kind of be in the, the right place at the right time, you know, or the wrong place, I guess, if you look at it, you know, that way. Uh, if you don't want to find something like that. Yeah. There's um, some people that probably don't want to find right. it out there, but so, so I get, you know, but as far as the stories at salt work uh, go, yes. I get, I get told so many different things through the summer and some of them are, some of them are really fun. Like uh, some of them are, you know, second or third hand, even it's, oh, uh, wow. you know, my yeah. grandma in West Virginia used to tell us, tell us the story from when she was a kid. And I always remembered it because, you know, they didn't call it Bigfoot wow. back then, but uh you know, I, I talked to a gentleman, um, not to, and he, this one I can talk about cause he kind of gave me permission oh, okay. yeah, to tell sure. people about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's great. So I, and it, I don't have any like formal recording system as far as I like, was going to ask you, are you like writing I, them down? Or? I do. I, I write them down for my own purposes. That's awesome. And then awesome. actually at, I have a map that you can put pins in oh, if you've had wow. them. And uh, if you're willing to write it down, there's like, I've got a composition, composition notebook there and, uh, and people wow. will occasionally write down their whole story, you know? Oh, uh, so they're that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of fun, you know, it's, a, it's, and it's definitely a, a draw, but mm. again, like being a public thing, you got to take that with yeah. a grain of salt. Like who, who's yeah. writing down, you know, BS and who's writing down something that they actually experienced. Yeah. Uh, sure. But you, you can kind of tell which one's something, you know, which ones were made up. Uh, the elaborations of a bad liar. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of yeah, tell which yeah, ones are, yeah, right. you know, you can kind of tell which ones are made up. Um, but I talked to a gentleman who had been walking around uh, the park uh, in the middle of winter okay. and, with his sister. And he, f they found the, this basically a trackway oh, and he wow. didn't even really think about it. He started following along. Then it clicked like, what in the heck am I looking at? You know, what, yeah. what in the heck are these, so he took pictures of them and pretty good pictures. You know, he had a pocket knife that he set down in the track. Nice. And, uh, you know, for size, which is something people sometimes don't do, you know, I'll, I'll get a track that's in the mud and I'm like, is this, you know, six inches long or, you know, 16 inches long? Like I, you know, sure. I can't, but he, he took pictures of the whole thing. Uh, and so it kind of stuck with him and he mm -hmm. came back. Uh, to the same location just a little later in the year out of curiosity. And okay. he, uh, what they basically did was they had a digital point and shoot 
And without picking anything in particular, he was just sort of clicking it and like kind of walking here, you know, and uh, got kind of a blob squatch, you know, in one of the pictures. Like there's definitely a vaguely humanoid shape, you know, Um, and it's like, I don't know, you know, Ah. Uh, but uh, he it affected him so much. He, He never thought about Bigfoot prior to this, you know. And it affected him so much. So his job, he's an artist by trade. Okay. Okay. Uh, And he would restore, um, he would actually take, you know, like a blurry Civil War tintype or daguerreotype. Oh, yeah. yeah, You know, where where like facial features maybe weren't well, um, you know, uh, weren't very detailed. Mm. He would take those and based on measurements that he'd do, he would make sort of a composite of what the person kind of looked like. And he actually focused mostly, this is a really, you want to talk about an, like a niche market. Uh, he would, yeah. like, he would actually use, uh, he would, he would sort of do dogs from civil war photos. Okay. So any dogs that were, you know, he would do art around that. Like he would, uh, he would draw this dog and, and, and uh, that was what he did. It was kind of basically dog art, but he was a phenomenal artist. I mean, Super niche. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, but, but, phenomenal artist yeah. so it stuck with him so much that he uh he decided to go home and uh take a still from the patterson gimlin film okay and do the same thing that same process oh wow cool for that and gave me a print of the oh, the face uh and it and i keep it above my desk like it she kind of stares at me all day long you know um i, I i've got it framed um so you know, that one stuck with me because I'm like, here's a guy who I think he's in his 60s. Okay. You know, here's a guy in his 60s who never thought about Bigfoot. And now, you know, here he is drawing, drawing Patty's face. And, well, he, and he just yeah. stopped in a couple of weeks ago and said hi to me and like, hung, you know, hung out for a few and told me he's like, I, I'm working. He said, I didn't really like her nose. I looked at I looked at another still and I think I'm going to redo the nose. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing another, you know, and I'm like, man, so this guy it altered the way he looked at reality, you know, like, uh, so that one, that one fascinated me. Uh, I talked to another family. Uh, I won't get into like specifics because I I got, um, but I talked to another family where the guy, you know, it was kind of hard for him to talk about. Uh, but he had, he had told, he told his wife kind of prompted him to tell me the story of, uh, when he was young, uh, in Southern Ohio, uh, they lived in basically like a trailer okay. and, uh, and he remembers very, very vividly his mom gathering up the kids in the living room and saying like, okay, we're going to be quiet. Cause that thing's outside. No, you know? Way. Yeah. Whoa. And, uh, and I'm like, Whoa, man, you know, talk about creep, like gives you the creeps, you yeah. know? And he said, he remembers hearing like, you know, something brush against the side of the trailer and stuff. And he, he said, you know, and he's like, yeah, you're a kid. You don't really think about it. Like you might think your parents are losing it, you know, uh, but you don't really think about it. And he's like, then I get older and we start hearing about Bigfoot. And I'm like, man, that's the, that's the thing, you know, that they talked about. Um, so those are two that really stuck. And the, what got me was like, they came in and started talking to me and his wife's like, you should tell him, you should tell him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, do you have it? And that's usually how I, you know, how I greet people is like, Oh, you know, you got a, did you have an experience? Did you see something, you know? And, uh, and I'll, I'll listen to their story. And sometimes like, sometimes that bites you in the butt, like that's, you know, Oh, did you hear something? And then it's like this, this convoluted, like crazy, you know, 
story. But then other times it's like this, where it's like this, you know, really intimate. And I, I almost felt wrong listening to it. Cause I was like, Oh man, oh, man, this is like, you're like, you know, I don't know what I would have, you know, and to carry that around every day, you know, wow. you're carrying that around. Uh, so that, that one really stuck with me that him talking about his mom, like gathering them up inside and saying, Oh, that, you know, that things out there. It wasn't, there's a Bigfoot. There's a Sasquatch. It's just that things that out there. Thing. It's something you, know? you go and outside. Like, it's the last man. thing you do. Yeah. And that yeah. like, you know, that one stuck with me. Now we have uh pretty, we've got pretty memorable stories around the park that kind of get circulated uh, all through. I mean, if you, if you watch any of the shows that have come to Salt Fork, you're pretty familiar with, you know, you'll, you'll very quickly find, you know, those stories uh, and some of them, you know, I, like I said, they've been hashed over so many times that I don't like, sure. I don't go into them as much. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the things that I, that I do get, I, I get people in offhanded things too. Oh yeah. We were out night fishing and somebody threw a rock at us. Oh man. You're and it's like, uh, tell me more. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, like, but stuff like that, where it's not necessarily, they don't start out with, you know, oh, it was, you know, right. hundred percent of Bigfoot. Um, now I, I usually try to keep, uh, I usually try to keep like my opinions about stuff out of it. You know, if I'm, if I'm, uh, usually, and I, I usually try to like, not, um, I don't, I, I, I just don't, uh, it's not that I don't believe, you know, I talked a little bit about that belief. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, um, I collected all and kind of, I try to compartmentalize it into this one. This is my Bigfoot education box. You know what I mean? And this is what I, this is what I keep all of this stuff in, you know, including all the stuff that I, like I've experienced, you know, uh, but you know, whether I, I never, I never say, is it real? Because I'm like this, when it comes to something like this, it's such a personal thing Mm. that real is almost, it real is almost subjective. You know what I mean? Like what I always say is I'm like, is it real in that you can go to a museum or a nature center somewhere and see a body, see bones? Mm. Is it real in that? Well, by that definition, if you're being strict about that definition, no. You know, if you're being strict about about that definition, can you go someplace and see like that is the bones to a Bigfoot? If you mean, is it real in that I can wear this shirt or mm-hmm. put a bumper sticker on my car and go right. anywhere in the country <laughs> and people will recognize it as Bigfoot. They'll know 100, 100%. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like it is oh, yeah. part of the, a part of our collective unconscious, you know, it's weird, man. Yeah, I know, but it's true. Yeah, you know, is. like car insurance, beef jerky, every, you know, you can go to our gift shop and buy a, Bigfoot I'm sure you know what I mean? You've got an awesome uh, gift shop. It's so yeah. <laughs> uh, and basically every carry out for, 30 miles from here too, uh, you know, <laughs> but um, the, uh, yeah, you know, so is it real in that? Yeah. It's like part of our culture. And when we're talking, you know, there are things in our culture that we, we, you know, we have an 1840s uh, farmhouse, a stone farmhouse, okay. on our, uh, like on the park. We do programs around that. It's part of the local culture. You know what I mean? Like it has to do with the local history. It has to do with the local land. It has to do with everything, you know, all of that stuff's tied together. Well, Hmm. Bigfoot is tied right in there with it. It's part of our local culture. It's part of our, you know, 
really now at this point because of the internet and things, you know, it's, it's part of our global culture, you know, for sure. But you know, you start getting to like, you can't wear a Loveland frog shirt and go to, you know, go someplace and have say like, it, it takes a special person to go, Oh yeah. Loveland frog, you know, that's true. I have to big remind fo- myself of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Loveland frog is kind of one of our, like uh, my kids all have sort of their chosen cryptids and the Loveland frogs. One oh, of my that's theirs. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. That's one of, one of theirs. That is my, cool. Other daughters, the the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Oh, know. that's a classic. That's, one yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got, um, but you know, uh, and then Bigfoot, of course. Like that's, oh yeah, I, I kind of got the market cornered on Bigfoot here, you know, um, in our household. But um, yeah, so I mean, it it gets it gets weird. I get people that get really hung up on the whole, um, you know, you work, you like they get hung up on my job. Like, how are they letting me talk about it? And they don't really That's grasp, wild. really, they don't really, yeah. And they don't really grasp like what I'm doing, like the education side of it. You know what I mean? They, this yeah. isn't like I'm educating people about, about this, you know what I mean? Um, and it, that's not a thing like this, even just talking to you, like I'm, I'm promoting the park. I'm promoting our oh, programs. Totally. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and that's kind of how I approach all of this. Uh, and I approach it like I would approach any other thing. Uh, now the research it, it's, it's pretty hard to research this, you know, cause there is, you got to wade through so much you and you have to kind of pick what camp you're in. That's what, one thing that kind of drives me nuts is I got to kind of pick what camp I'm in Woo to, versus, as, versus and, you know what I mean? And I also, but I also want to like, I don't want to, I'm not disrespecting anybody that, you know, Oh yeah, totally. Like, uh, cause the cool thing about science, if we found out that portals open up and big hairy bipedal apes walk out of them. Yeah it would turn on a dime and that totally. science would, you know, uh, I don't know what the chances of that happening are, you know what I mean? Um, but it's, it is, that's kind of how science and stuff works, you know? Um, so, uh, I, I no disrespect to that. And like I said, I try to, I try to stay, stay out of the infighting and stuff. Like I don't get involved in any of that if I can help it. Um, I it's, it's counterproductive, uh, to any, any goal that we might have. Um, and ultimately my goal is not proving existence. It's not, you know, anything it's, it's, I'm creating a dialogue with a welcoming group of people, you know, uh, like the Bigfoot community is, has just been excellent to me. You know what I mean? Like they've been so welcoming and stuff. So we create this, this sort of public dialogue where everybody can be involved. Uh, it's an exercise in critical thinking, regardless of where you fall on it, you know? And I always tell people who completely dismiss it. Like if people show up to anything that I do mm. and they're like, this is such nonsense, you know, this is such, and they, they just kind of want to be, um, you know, a, sort of a turd in a punch bowl about it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, what I always say is I'm like, well, how about you listen and you tell me a well, <laughs> give me a well-reasoned argument as to why, you know, oh, yeah. and I'm like, cause that's how critical thinking works is like you use, don't just come in and say, this is, this is nonsense. Right. You know, give me like, use your critical thinking muscles, which, you know, a lot of us, and I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes our critical thinking muscles get a little atrophied over time. You know exactly. what I mean? We fall into a groove, we get complacent and we, you know, we don't, we are not critical thinkers. Uh, we kind of do these knee jerk reactions. We don't, you know, and, uh, and I, I try to tell people as I'm like, regardless of what side you fall, let's, let's try to present like a well-reasoned, uh, you know, 
argument using the scientific method, using what we know about the world. Um, and that's kind of my goal is I, I, I like being respectful to the Bigfoot community. You know, I love that they've yeah. sort of, they've been so welcoming to me, even because I was so um, dismissive of it for so long. Uh, and, you know, again, I changed my opinion. Like uh, some people can't get over the fact that I changed my, opinion, you know, um, but the, uh, that's kind of one of these, that's sort of one of these things, you know, it's kind of why I'm doing this is this uh, also, I, I think that, I think that uh, dismissing all of this simply because it doesn't fit into, you know, the broader like scientific community's point of view is also counterproductive. You know what I mean? Uh, So kind of removing some of that taboo. And I think, I think that train's kind of left the station as far as getting the, like now, uh, now you're, you don't have as much, quite as much taboo as you would have say even in like the nineties. You know, if you were a Bigfoot researcher on the weekends, you you maybe didn't brag about it around the water cooler at work. You know what I mean? Uh, now, now it's like a it's, it's a cool thing. It's a it's a cool thing. You know, yeah. um, and so I think that like the taboo side of it, you know, um, has kind of left the station. And I think we can thank technology for a lot of that, like people mm-hmm. being more interconnected. Um, so it it is. I mean, it's just there's just so much to unpack with it. Oh, for sure. Um, and uh, and I'm still every day learning something new about it. You know, that's every awesome. day. And yeah, and it's it's uh, it is great. And and occasionally I'll get I'll, somebody will ask me a question or tell me something that just really throws me. And I'm like, man, I I don't know. I uh, the last webinar that I did, I tried to I, I wanted to do a um, Sasquatch in indigenous cultures in North America. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, and you know. On its face, I'm like, I got this. I got this. Mm-hmm. And I talked to our cultural resources person. He gave me so many great resources, you know. Uh, but the thing is, is any one of them you could write a thesis on. I know it, right. You know, uh, and I look like the day of the webinar, I was like, okay, hi, folks. So uh, this is the best I got because I want to do every one of these justice, but we don't have 18 hours to do, you know what I mean? And I was like, because so much, there was so much, you know, and I was like, Holy cow. And uh, also I'm not a linguist. I have, I've got, I, I'm really, you know, my, my Spanish is horrible. I'm really bad with uh, Mm -hmm. pronunciation when it comes to that, you know? Uh, So like saying, I'm like, okay, I'm going to say this very slowly to try to get this name right. You know, Um, but there's so much with that, like so much to research and, uh, so much to do that. I I really wanted to try to do it justice. And I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like I could keep revisiting that just that particular subject for the rest of my career, you know, uh, cause there was so much to, to do with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great thing. Uh, I, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rather be doing anything else right now that, there you go you know, if you like, love what you do and you i do this is butt, you know i never yeah right uh, and the way i look at it is uh one day i'm gonna need replaced you know mm. now i got into this field um because uh well like steve Irwin, you know i got into this field i grew up watching the crocodile hunter you know oh yeah so i wanted to, i wanted to be one of those guys i wanted to go out and catch snakes and turtles and stuff <laughs> and I wanted to educate like be passionate and share my, you know, share my passion with the world. Uh, and that's why I got into the education side of this was because, mm. I, you know, 
Um, if I convince someone to be not convince, if I inspire someone to become a naturalist, yeah, uh, because of Bigfoot, so be it. You know what I mean? If they are passionate about it and they want to pursue this and they want to teach people about this, you know, if they want to become a naturalist or a conservationist or anything like that because of, you know, a Bigfoot hike they went on when they were 12, that's a win. That's a win on all fronts. You know what I mean? They're, they're, I'm passing the torch on to somebody that's going to, you know, there you keep go. all of the, like, uh, so that, you know, that's why I do it. Cause that's what matters. That is, is like igniting that passion for the natural world. That's what, uh, you know, matters. And, uh, and, you know, Bigfoot's one of those, one of those things, you know, whether you like, you know, I approach it as part of the natural war- world, you know, uh, it's not something we can go out and like, oh yeah, it's Bigfoot season. I can go out and call it. And you know what I mean? Unless but it's, it's in Oklahoma, right? right? Unless it's right, you know, uh, right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> oh thank goodness we've never done anything like that. That'd be awful. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I always forget about Oklahoma, and then somebody will bring it up, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like what a nightmare. But yeah. Um, so anything else, you, John? In in the last few minutes, um, so. I know you're got, you kind of keep under the radar, which is cool. So I usually ask, you know, guests like, how do people follow you? But I think oh. I might want to ask, how do people keep in touch with what's going on at Salt Fork? Yeah. All the big um, stuff there. Right. It's not so much that I intentionally keep under the radar. I'm just really, like, oh, yeah. a lot of times, uh, you know, a lot of times I'm like, no one wants to see a picture of this. You know what I mean? Like, no one wants to see what I'm eating, you know? Uh, so I just don't, I never post anything and my wife does a good job of posting all of our kids and stuff. So it's, there you, go. you know, like all of my relatives get to see our kids there on my go. wife's profile. So I, yeah. I never post anything. It's not so much like I'm, I, I just don't have much of a presence out of like laziness, <laughs> you know, right. uh, like that's, uh, um, I think th- this, this shirt might actually be my first official Instagram post. Maybe I'll do, I'll yeah, do a selfie and, and uh, add it. This cool. will be like. I'll, 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 I'll do it. Yeah. All right. Um, but the, uh, cause That's I, cool. right now I have no posts. <laughs> it, it looks like a bot, you know, <laughs> like a bot account yeah, with a mustache, you know? Um, but the, uh, um, yeah. So to, uh, keep track of things that are going on with the soft work, uh, that's, uh, it's not just, uh, Bigfoot stuff either. Like if you want to find yep. out any, really anything that's going on, the best way is through Saltworks Facebook page. Okay. Uh, that's Saltwork state park. Uh, that's the, you know, like gotcha. that, that, not the lodge, uh, cause we do have a lodge. I mean, you can follow the lodge too by all, mm. by all means, but Saltwork state park has its Facebook page. Uh, all that gets updated pretty regularly, uh, with all of my programs and stuff like that. Oh, excuse yep. me. Um, all of my, uh, all of my, all my, uh, program flyers and things get posted on there. Uh, a lot of any, a lot of the, uh, links, if I do a webinar or something, you know, all the Bigfoot stuff, a lot of those links get posted on there nice. too. So that's, oh, that's um, awesome, actually. also, I mean, you know, if you happen to find me on Instagram, feel free to follow me. And some people do I, like, I'll get a message once in a while. Is this the John Hickenbottom from Saltport? You know, Heck yes. on my, on my personal page. So you're, you know, more than <laughs> welcome to do that. I'm not, yeah, awesome. uh, like I said, I I'm under the radar, like unintentionally. It's just right, sometimes right. I'm like, ah, nobody wants to see this. Like, um, so, uh, so yeah, um, 
that's kind of the best way is our Facebook page. I mean, stuff gets posted on the official ODNR like calendar of events and things too. Okay. Um, but it, it's sometimes kind of hard to find because it's, we've got Ohio is uh, we've got this abundance of state parks. Like with the, I don't know that folks that live here um, grasp just how mm. awesome our, our park system is like, uh, at least state park system. I mean, and virtually every county has a great metro park system too, but our state park system is like one of the best in the country. You know, uh, we have 75 state parks. Um, and for a state the size of Ohio, I mean, we've only got 88 counties. So, sure. you know, we have 75 state parks there and they're, you can basically get any, any sort of diversity you want in Ohio, you know, as far as natural resources goes. Um, so sometimes our calendar of events, you know, uh, we have so many state parks, it's kind of hard to, hard to, uh, find. So SaltWorks Facebook page, uh, it's going to be your nice. best bet for keeping track of that stuff. Fantastic. John, thank you so much for coming on tonight. It has been a pleasure uh, chatting with you and finding out all about salt fork and man, uh, have to have to catch up with you sometime in the, the future. We're going to, uh, so Thank you again so much for coming You're on. Uh, we're going to transition over to the after show. So um, if you're listening to this uh, on YouTube or uh, the podcast, this has already happened. But if you want to be in future after shows where you can talk to the uh, the uh, guests that you can uh, go to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society, help support the podcast and also be involved with those uh, cool after shows. But we're going to go ahead and do that. But thanks again for coming on, John. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Please take a few minutes to review the show on iTunes five stars as it does help us get into the eyes and ears of more listeners on iTunes. Uh, That will help us just get bigger and bigger and get even better quality guests for future shows. Uh, Also, if you have any Bigfoot encounters or cryptid encounters, please send your stories and Uh, audio and photos, whatever you've got over to BigfootSociety at gmail.com. If you'd like to become more involved with Bigfoot Society and get some extra content, we do have a Patreon uh, where you can get all sorts of cool things. For example, for $7 a month, you get extra Bigfoot Society content, uh, usually interviews, but other things as well. You get a sweet membership card and a vinyl sticker that I send to you in the mail. You get access to the Bigfoot Society After Show, which is an extra interview after the main interview with the weekly guest. And usually they are up for uh, Patreon members to be in that extra show segment with them and me. And you get to ask your uh, question live to them and get an answer from the guest, which as you've seen what guests we've had in the past, this could be a really big deal. There's also a private Discord where you can get involved with uh, talking to me one-on-one and the community there, and that's always a great time. You can find the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Uh, we're very thankful for all our supporters that we have in so many different ways and appreciate uh, all our listeners coming back week after week to listen to more cryptozoology-based interviews. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.